Hello, listeners. This is Hunter the MC of the Mysteries Unknown podcast. Just wanted to give you all some updates before we started this second session of Demons in Cross End. Sorry that this took so long to come out. Uh, holidays became very stressful <laughs> for work this year. So that's one that's just now coming out. I apologize again for the wait. I still have two more sessions of this case to edit and release, so please give me patience as I do that. Unfortunately, one of our players, Callan, was unable to keep their commitment to continue playing the game. So from this session onward, it's just going to be Rain and Tom who are playing as Talak and Declan Lestrange. So it'll just be those two for these remaining three sessions. But other than that, welcome to 2023, everyone. This is going to be a very interesting year for me on Mysteries Unknown. I have been working behind the scenes, planning new special one-shots with other famous podcast people. So I can't wait for y'all to hear that. So without a single word, here is session two of Demons in Cross End. This is a content warning. All episodes of Mysteries Unknown may include foul language, fantasy violence, blood and gore, and worst thing of all, sexual content. Listener discretion is advised. The city. At first glance, it would appear to be that everything is seemingly normal in this bustling and hustling city. However, not all is to what it appears to be. The mist covers the entirety of this place in a deep purple fog to hide that which could be considered superstitious and paranormal. As the fog rolls through, the milkman that delivers your milk might become the stretched out figure of the crooked man, or the lovely teller at your bank may turn into the incarnation of Queen Cleopatra herself. Only you, referred to by others like you as Riffs, can see through the mist and see these weird and stunning changes in people that have been touched by its power. This is but one of the many instances that happen in this city. Good evening, listeners. Welcome again to Session 2 of Mysteries Unknown, Demons in Cross Zend. I am your Masters of Ceremonies, Hunter the MC. Joining me today are, once again, the Thief with the Heart of Gold... Rain. Playing. Talalak. And of course, in his own words, the Twat Antiques Dealer. It's pronounced Twat. Sounds better. Than, it sounds better with Twat. Sounds like a slap in the face. Hi, Tom. <laughs> playing. Uh, I'm playing uh, Declan Lestrange. All right. So, last session, you all were basically doing character introductions, introducing your characters to this wonderful world of City of Mist. Uh, we saw as Talak was going about his usual city walkthroughs, where he saw the rapper Sahid giving away his music just to the local population, and watched him for a little bit, thought he saw something, but found nothing in the end. Uh, we saw uh, the antiques dealer Declo Strange just drinking away in the bar, where he suddenly had a vision of an impending possible doom coming to the city. And then, and during that time, he also got a phone call from an art gallery deal that he experienced that he's had experience with. We saw as the undead assassin postmortem was doing her usual rounds late night through the city, and then she came across a murder and confronted the person, but not on purpose. 
and did, led a chase to the city, and of course lost that person. We get, then as the morning comes around, Declan gets a, gets a phone call from the art gallery owner saying that someone broke in and stole some objects. And as he was going there, Talek was walking through the city when he saw a news report that the rapper was murdered. And that's when he ran to postmortem, who informed him that um, I saw this happen. And so we look, and so they left to go to whatever cafe they were going to go to the talk. Cut it back to Declan as he was exploring, gathering clues at the gallery. Went up to the roof and saw a 15-year-old bird boy that he promptly shot to the ground and punched in the face. And then getting some information, drove off to the Beast Gang hideouts. We now come to the scene with Talek and Postmortem sitting in not a Starbucks, but the Sun Dollar coffee shop. I like I parody everything on here, so instead of Starbucks, it's Sun Dollar. So Talek, you are sitting now in this coffee shop across from Postmortem. You are now going to give us the voiceover mo- voiceover monologue, which happens every new session after the first session. And the pl- each turn, a player will give us the inner thoughts of the character in that in that certain time. So, what is Talek thinking? Damn it! His music was pretty shit, but at least he was still a person, so he deserved to live. This isn't the best case scenario. Certainly not the worst, but. This means that there's somebody out there capable of murder and definitely didn't seem to be holding back from the situation at hand. Well, at least I have Posty and plus Declan. Eventually, when I first see him, he seems to be out these days on various endeavours. Maybe I'll run into him again. He certainly has assets I can use. He may have had some information. I'll check on him sometime soon. Yours stopped then mid-thought as the barista walks over to your guys' table with your cups of coffee, sips down both of you, says enjoy, and just walks away. Postmortem grabs hers and just immediately downs it back. It's like she's been pretty quiet since y'all got to the coffee shop. Good coffee, I assume? (sighs) More like a very long night. Try to elaborate? Well, as I stated earlier, I saw this, whoever it was that killed your rapper friend, or your acquaintance, I guess. Still not sure who it was. All I saw was blonde hair and huge claws. Almost like bear claws, which is weird. We live in the city. The clues I got to go on are blonde hair, clawed hands. So I'm looking for some kind of David Bowie ripoff? What is this? It's like... I wouldn't be able to tell you much else. I tried to track them down. I put a tracker on them, and then I accidentally like, got their attention, and they attacked and ran off, and I lost track of them. I guess you're all more used to finishing off the job than tracking, necessarily. Can't blame you too much. I'm usually assigned to kill, not to track. That tracks. So if you want to right now to lock... I would say you can roll investigation to think if the information that Postmortem gave you matches up with anything else you've heard or seen going around in the city. Okay, I think then I'll just have a quick look at my abilities to see what power tank could apply. 
I think that Relentless Smoozer and probably self-driven promoter would excel my investigative abilities to be able to ask around town. Uh, yeah, all out both of those. So the power of two, I'll get to rolling. Actually, before you do that, I want to activate your weakness tag, small fish in a big pond. Because it is easy to get overwhelmed by information for you throughout walking through the city. So you'll be rolling plus one. Okay. I do get to mark an attention, which is nice. Yes, you do. With an eight, I believe that is a partial success. Yeah, so you roll the power one, so you get one clue, but it's going to be probably fuzzy. Would I have heard of any situations that would relate to the murder? Anything that I, that I can recall in my mind that would be a similar situation maybe happening within the last week, month or so that would kind of link up a chain and have this to be a more or less serial murder than a one-off event? So... You actually would know, based on your experience of being able to gather information throughout the city and just paying attention to your surroundings, two other murders, though the names of these other two people escape you at this moment, also happened that were done in a very similar fashion over the last couple days, couple weeks. Not entirely sure the time frame what between them is. But they were seemingly murdered in a similar fashion, where they were torn, looked like they were torn open. Brutal indeed. It's like, yeah, post-mortem is, uh, at this point she raises her cup, it's basically be like, asking for a refill, and the barista comes back over, takes the cup, and walks away with it. And she's just kind of just staring at you, like, she knows you well enough to know that it's like, when you're being silent, you're thinking about all the information that's going through your head at the moment, so she's just patiently waiting for you to ask or say anything. Not going to say anything necessarily, but I'm going to flip out my my cell phone and then start dialing a few numbers and calling up Declan, because he probably has more information than I'd be able to find on my own. All right, so we'll cut from that scene, and we're going to go over to Declan. Uh, and we're going to say, Declan, you're about maybe halfway to the Beast Gang hideout that you're driving to when your phone rings and... What would Talak be saved in under Declan's phone as? So I'm going to flip the phone up and be like, Oi, oi, Thundercunt. What up, cunt brain? What are you doing? I'm driving, mate. I've got some shit to sort out. Actually, I was meaning to call you, to be fair. How would you like to make... And then there's like a bit of a pause where he thinks, Two grand. I'm sure you could do much better than that. I know you. I know your pockets are lined. Give me a half grand. It's my final offer. Oh, you don't even know what the fucking job is yet. I know you well enough to know that three grand is more than enough to cover my fees. Fine, three grand. Fucking hell. Perfect. What's the job for me, then? I've got to go find a fucking painting, and, uh, I've kind of tracked it down a little bit to some kind of who's watching, you know, the, uh, old art shop or what the fuck it is over the street um, and there's this beast gang and uh, I need a bit of extra muscle beast gang hmm only heard rumours but yeah I know it's a shit name isn't it? let's put them in their place shall we like, like the good old days alright I'll uh, text you the address mate no no I pang up the phone and then text him the address of where I'm going. All right, we'll cut back to Talak as 
he gets the ping on his phone for the address of the Beast Gang hideout that Declan is driving to. At that same moment, Postmortem's phone also gets a ping. And she pulls it out, looks at it, and she goes, Well, I'd love to go on whatever adventure you two morons are heading on, but I got another job to do. Gonna flip me with the bill again. I thought sure it was your time to pay, but ugh, I'm gonna get through grind anyway, so might as well. Oh, don't worry, I'll pay for it on the way out. And she just throws a $20 bill on the count door and runs out. Well then, I have a job today. I, I tuck my chair under and head off. Okay, how is Talek gonna get to the address? Initially, he starts to walk, but as soon as he turns the first alleyway, his body starts to shift and maneuver, and then he gets elongated as he transports first lower part, half his body, then the upper half into water, then slithers through pipes and up, up some railings, and then over a small pond, over a lake, and then gets there very much faster than probably any human could possibly run. Okay, so I will say that some time passes, and... Declan, as soon as you pull up in front of this abandoned office building, it's about, I'd say, five, six stories tall, definitely run down from over the years. It's like some of the windows are boarded up, glasses broken all over the place. And right as you pull up, you see the corporeal, watery form of Talak as he just kind of appears and kind of reforms right in front of the car. Uh, how fast am I going at the point where he reforms? Because I want to fucking spin out and try not to fucking smack him. Uh, I'll say for laughs, because uh, he appeared so fast, you just kind of just psh, through his watery form, and then just he just reforms back together and then becomes human. Yeah. Oh, apologies. I don't usually get my friends wet. Usually. Well, that makes one of us then. And then I open the door and get out. <laughs> Yeah, so Rain, you now also are staring at this abandoned office building. Same description as I gave before. Five, six stories. Boarded up windows. Broken glass everywhere. You do also, guys, however, see some graffiti done on the walls of the building. And Talak, because of your street knowledge, you immediately recognize this as... The new symbol, some of the new symbols for the new beast gang that had been making its way up in the city. Very homely indeed. This is something. Definitely their place, but this penmanship. I think he's working on a spelling, of course. This is this is tr- tr- tremendously bad. Yes, this one is beast spelt with two E's. Um, is Tom looking at this, these symbols too by any chance? I mean, is Declan looking at these symbols too by any chance? Yeah. You are both staring at these. And just out of the blue, you will both just hear a tiny voice in the back of your head. True belief. And that's all you guys hear. Nothing else. Just those words in the backs of your heads. Declan's just going to look at uh, Talak and just be like, all right, we're going in there, mate. Because he, he's dreamed some weird shit. You know, he's used to this kind of bullshit. Just be in your guards. I don't think this person's quite an atheist. Declan's just going to pull out his gun and just like, yeah, all right. Okay, so you both walk into 
the abandoned office buildings. And you're basically looking at the lobby area. It's like just some chairs rotting and falling apart. An old like secretary desk with an old swivel chair that's been torn to shreds. And it's quiet. Almost too quiet. Declan just shouts, Oi! I'm here for a fucking painting. Now, come on out. You, if you nicked it. Sorry, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go, uh, if you nicked it and you just give it back to me, I won't shoot you in the face. Does that sound like a good deal? What's Talek's reaction as he just, you all just walk in and Declan does this? I think shooting them in the dick would probably be a much better sort of threat. If they have dicks or, or any kind of private parts. Either or, that, that would definitely scare me more. So, yeah, you say that, Declan, and all of a sudden you just kind of hear just scattering of feet and hands just kind of and then you see how do I want to do this you see a pair of eyes peer down at you from the end of a long hallway then another then the third Uh, Talik you look down the opposite hallway and you see several other sets of eyes staring down at you all as well and as these oh, fuck. six figures, yeah, saying. as these six figures step more like out of the darkness, you all can see there are various ages of men. Um, you see two of them that are like that look like birds. Uh, you got two that look like either lions or tigers, and two that just look like uh, what animal do I want to call these? Actually, no, let's make this interesting. You got one that has like a hard shell on its back, like an armadillo. And then the second one is has like, is completely covered in black fur like a panther. Does somebody call pest control? Gonna shout. Can I, can I try and like uh, do a, what, which, which check is it the uh, convention? What are you trying to do? I'm just trying to make, I'm just trying to. Uh, just be like, uh, um, all right, boys, all right, come in, yeah, and we'll talk. If you jump on me or try and attack me in any way, I will murder you. I've done it before, and I will gladly do it again. So that's going to be more of a take the risk than a convince. Okay. Because you're basically trying to threaten these guys in the sense to where you they hope you they hopefully won't attack you. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, I'm just. So I'm gonna use. Uh, um... um. So I'm gonna use my. Basically, what I'm thinking is. Uh, almost. Uh. Uh, subconscious reaction. No, actually, that's premonitions because I probably had a premonition of them fucking jumping out and killing us. Um, then, how? When would you have oh, had I that premonition, though? Because I think that would require you to have to do a flashback move to do that. Okay, no, don't. Uh, rugged, authoritative, probably good judge of character because creepy dudes hiding in the shadows, looking a bit tacky. Fair enough. Um, 
And yeah, maybe just the three. No, I'll say yes to all three, but I am definitely activating your distrustful weakness tag. Because they do not trust either of you right now in this situation. So you're going to be rolling plus two. And don't forget to mark an intention on that theme. Oh, shit, I'll put the wrong one. Wait, so how do you do this again? Um, well, uh, it's supposed to be... Yeah, just the slash, the forward slash roll. And then, yeah, the 2d6 plus two. So... Uh, there right. it goes. 14. Yeah. Two sixes. Oh. Fuck yes. All right. So repeat again what it is you tell them. <laughs> These six men. Six. Oh, I'm just going to basically go. Nope. <laughs> Alright, if you come out here, we can have a chat. If you start trying to attack us, I will kill all of you. Systematically. Do you understand? So either we can have a chat, and everyone will survive. Or, you know, you jump us, and then at least four or five of you die. So the six-figure men are just kind of looking back and forth at each other at this moment, being like, uh, well, he looks like he could take us all out. He's got guns, kind of deal. And then you hear one of the birth ones kind of goes out like, <laughs> and from a door that's of the opposite way from you guys gets kicked in. And another figure walks out and... He's a little bit taller than most of them, a little more muscular, uh, kind of, but a little more muscular, still kind of thin in the face. He walks up to you guys, just looks at both you, Declan, and Talak, and speaks. What is it that you all want? <laughs> you sound like a twat. Oh, sorry. What another one? Um, oh. Alright, um, I want a painting, mate. And We're the Beast Gang, we're not interested like in stupid paintings. Well, why was one of your boys watching over a, uh, an antique stealer and, and a fucking art gallery? Well, yeah. Why was one of your lads on the rooftop over the other side of the street, like, right? Oh, so you're the one that punched Morty. Yeah, I'm the one that punched Morty. What the fuck are you going to do about it? I'll just call you a twat. All right. Well, you say it wrong, so. No, we didn't steal anyway. anything. Well, then why was he on the, you know, other side of the fucking street watching over the art gallery? Now this is going to be a convinced roll. Because you guys uh, see, because he's definitely, because while the others are being kind of more wary, Bear is deaf. This is Bear. And he is definitely not wanting to just say everything straight up. This voice is Bear. The man named Bear. There is a reason I'm doing yeah, it like up. this. <laughs> okay. uh, I'm still going to get a rugged authoritative judge of character. Okay, yes, and I'm going to activate distrustful again. So you're rolling again plus two for convince. So another attention on that one. And because this is a different move now, it, I can allow the repeat. Night. Okay. So that, that's a partial right. success. Really uh, quick, what's Talak thinking of thinking in this situation right now? 
Tolot's thinking if there's any holes in the ceiling for a plan that we have later where this, where this might go awry. Uh, roll investigate for me on that real quick. Okay, so going to... Hmm. Uh, shadow unobserved and small time fixer to see if they can notice anything as people are talking. What, repeat those. What were those choices again? Shadow unobserved and small time fixer. Yeah, I'll allow those. So, plus two on that as well. And that comes out to 12. So, yeah, this place is basically falling apart. You see plenty of holes. And so, Declan, yeah, Bear just kind of looks at you up and down. And he's just kind of like, He was watching over the place. That's all you gotta know. All right, well. Right, think about this from my perspective. I'm looking for a piece of stolen art. There's a fucking associate of a known criminal gang on the other side of the road watching over the building. Right, you can see where my brain jumps to. You can't stole it. Now, I'm still thinking you can't stole it. And unless you give me something, I'm going to start getting fucking violent. Well, it's surprising enough your brain hasn't become dust for how old you are. I'm just going to shoot him. Uh, roll, uh, roll go toe-to-toe. Okay. Um. So I'm going to get a good shot. Gunslinging stunts. Um. Yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Uh, weakness tag weapon jam. So plus one. And, uh, attention on the theme. Got nine. Okay, so you get to pick one from the under the go toe-to-toe options. Uh, achieve your goal, get them good, which gives them the stats tier equal to power, block dodge counter. Uh, so do I... Well, I mean, I've always I've already shot him, so he's already got the status, right? Um, go to the toe? No, you have to pick the actual status option to give him one well, yeah, but I mean, that still gives him the option to him. attack if he choose if he chooses to yeah i'll just i'll just shoot him in the shoot him in the, like stomach okay well because this is a mix of says i say you try to do like a quick hip draw thing and you shoot you misjudge where you put in that so it gets him in the shoulder instead so he gets a shot one status and i'm just gonna shout all right thunder come let's get out of it now I need you, uh, Declan, to roll face danger as he's going as he's grabbing yep. for your throat. Uh, uh, subconscious reaction speeds. Um, I'm gonna say well, as he grabs onto my uh, throat, like it kind of it kind of apparates a bit, so it's like almost like he's grabbing through like a a piece of smoke or something. So I'm gonna use mysterious reality bending. Um, can I also stick in good judge of character because it's like he's the kind of cunt who goes for some this guy you can, you can tell this guy's the kind of cunt who goes for someone's throat first I would, I would say no for this move uh, uh, I think that's it so just the plus two okay 14 that's the second two sixes I've had in a row that's it so yeah he tries to reach for you his hand goes through you and he just kind of stumbles and trips forward 
And but as he gets back up, you see him get larger. His muscles expand. Fur grows on his body. And he bears these really sharp teeth at you as he says, Come on, boys, let's teach him a lesson. Oh, fuck. And Rain, I now need you to roll face danger as the two as two of the other Beast King members are going to lunge at you. Okay, then hmm. Where he is, I think I'll try and use. Oh. Hmm. And I should also say, because this these beast gang members are treated as a collective of one, so your role is automatically starting off at a minus one right now. Damn. Um, <laughs> I would like to use the turn myself into water, and then chaff between boils to water, try and hop, try and hop between any sort of rem, um, remnant puddles of anything that's that's leaked during this building. Probably quite disused. Uh, yeah, I'll try and use those two. Okay, so that's going to bring you to a total of one. However, I'm activating your weakness tag, indoor spaces, from your expression thing. So this is going to be a straight-up flat roll, but you get attention on that theme. I get rid of the Okay, so that's a mixed success on a face danger. So I will say that one lunges at you and you get that part and you get like the upper part of your body like watery enough to where he just kind of like he tries to scratch at you and it just goes right through the water. However, the other one aims lower and if I can look up what I was doing here for a second, gets down and and slices on the back of your leg. You get a scratched one status okay okay so Talek how do you want to respond luckily he's been maneuvering himself over to one of those open spaces and looking up at the night sky it's going to get a bit darker it's going to get a bit lighter as some lightning starts to rumble in the sky and using himself as an anchoring point almost like a thunder rod he's going to drag the lightning from the sky into himself and then pointing a finger gun at there, he's going to let loose. Uh, okay, I will say that because you rolled a 12 on that investigate earlier, there is, like, several holes that you can just look up right up to the sky, too, that you can summon this lightning from. So this okay. is possible. Other than If it wasn't for that, I would have to activate your indoor spaces weakness tag again on it. So, so I'm going to use, then, a call, up, um, a call upon a storm. Thunderbolt manipulation and electrifying gaze for a hit with all you've got. Okay, and it's still gonna be a minus one because you're trying to. Are you how, are you trying to strike all of the six or just a couple of them? I'm just trying to get there. I'm um, I'm I'm just, I'm just trying to get the big guy. Okay, so if you're just only attacking bear, you're not gonna get the negative one on this. So. No. Are they plus three. That then brings that to. 14. Okay, so hit with all you got. You're automatically giving Bear a 3 status. And then you also get to pick two of the following, if I can find it again. Um, take cover, secure superior position, get them good, or get many of them, which can inc increase the tier by 1. Uh, control the collateral damage. You hold the target's attention, if possible, or you gain the upper hand, which, which gives you 1 juice. 
I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit them good. <laughs> Give me extra plus one. Okay, so that three becomes a four. And what was your second choice? Second choice would probably be uh, the avoid the counterattack one. So avoid retaliation. Okay, so yeah, take cover then would be the case. So, all right. So, paint me a picture. How does this look as you are trying to strike bear? So as the sky starts to rumble and the lightning falls down directly onto onto um, Tullalock, you then see as he winks at Declan as then the finger gun goes off and Bear then struck immediately in the chest as he's trying to lunge for Declan and this spluttering of electric energy just singes his fur. So I assume it's quite hairy in the picture. So yeah, I would say that it's all starts slow motion. Declan, you're drawing your gun, other gun raid like double blast at this. Uh, bear, bears lunging again at you, right as Tullock finger guns, lightning shoots out, strikes bear, and it's basically like Home Alone type shocking, where it's, he's just mid-air, like mid-lunge the air, just, and then he just collapses to the ground. And you see, like, his muscles retract, his fur retracts, he he returns back to normal. And he is not moving. And the six other gang members are just looking at you all in pure shock and horror at what just happened to their leader. Shocking. I look look around to to Lalok and I just go, Alright, yeah, that was pretty fucking sick, actually. Yeah, you only need to give Bear a four status to take him out of the picture. You have your guns, I have mine. And then he blows the smoke or or his finger gun. You see the one that's a panther just kind of slowly step towards you. And then it gets kind of on its knees in like a bowing position. Showing you a sign of trying to show you guys like a sign of respect. We don't want any more trouble. What is it that you want? I believe I have made that abundantly clear. The panther... Where's my fucking painting? The panther gets back up, and he's a little bit taller than you, Declan, but not by much. And he's got those like those bright panther eyes just staring right back at you as he says, It was not a painting but an old schematic of an ancient, long-forgotten church. Alright, where's my old schematic of an ancient, long-forgotten church? I don't really give a shit what it is. I just need it back so I can get paid. We don't know. That's the thing. We were planning to take it for ourselves because we needed it for our own reasons. But someone broke in and stole it uh, before we could. Was... Do you have anything else to go on? What does this kind of look like? He's about to say... He's about to say something when all of a sudden y'all hear a tink, tink, tink. And Declan, you look down as right between you and the panther. An object that looks almost like a flashbang rolls between you. I'm going to fucking immediately just jump out the way of it um, and then just fucking cover my eyes and just until it fucking explodes. 
It's like, uh, Talik, I would say you see this too happen as well. What's your reaction? Immediately transform into water and hide somewhere narrow. Yeah, this isn't something I'm going to have you guys roll face danger for. You all just, Declan, you cover your eyes. Talik, you turn the water and you just hear the as all the six creatures just burst in, just burst like into blindness. And we see moment, and then another figure walks in. He just bursts in through and starts throwing fireballs at these six beast cre- creatures. He, get, he hits one of them successfully as one of them just catches completely on fire and starts running away. And then the, one of them tries to lunge again and he grabs him by the... And this other guy grabs the bird man by the throat and just, and just smokes out his throat and before tossing him aside. And the other ones run off. Uh, so Declan... You uncover your eyes after a while, and I'd say um, it takes a little bit. The flashbang still kind of, kind of got your vision a little bit because just how bright it was. You see before you a man that is pretty muscular. I'd say you could recognize him as if someone who worked in the industrial district, and he's got a flat top haircut. He's kind of got, like, veins of fire kind of flowing around him a little bit. I'm going to immediately try and uh, shoot his foot with an adhesive foam shot. It's like, well, before you even... It's like you reach for your gun, but before you pull it out, you hear a very familiar voice look down at you and say, Is that any way you'd shoot a fellow soldier, Captain? As you now recognize... Your friend from back in the day, Proximo. I'm just going to like, as, I, as my eyes vision starts to like clear a bit, I'm just going to be like, Proxy, the fuck are you doing here? Well, I'd ask you the same thing. Uh, looking for something, mate. Oh, well, uh, would it be kind of similar to this? And he reaches behind his back, pulls out like a cardboard tube, opens it and pulls out what looks like an old piece of parchment paper. That is probably it, actually, mate, yeah. What's Talit's reaction right now as this is happening? Is Talalok still as a body of water by chance? Would he still have maintained that form? Say he'd still be a body of water, but I would assume he could still, like, in a sense, see what's happening. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Talak would very much like to maneuver in the shadows over to the person on the roof traveling up through the pipes and get closer to this thing they're holding. I'd very much like to try and sneak around by chance and maybe try and pickpocket the item. You want to pickpocket this parchment out of this man's hand? Well, set myself up to do so at least. Yeah, this is going to be a sneak around. Okay. I would then like to reply if this is the case. Shadow unobserved, turn myself into water, travel between bodies of water, uh, and sticky fingers then. Well, I would not say turn into water since you're technically already water in this situation. 
Okay, so let's still use the other three then. Yeah. So you're wrong, sneak around. Got it. Well, that plus three modifier that then comes to. 11. Jeez, you guys are doing good. <laughs> so, yeah. So, describe for me how you do this. As they're slinking in the darkness, the slow trickling of water. Normally, down drain pipes are to slowly flow up, as on the roof, then through the cracks, they start to maneuver their way over to this individual holding up this thing we very much need and kind of were sent here to kind of collect. So, they're sitting and observing, and very much in an advantageous position to attempt to swipe it if anything goes awry. Okay, so you're not swiping it yet, you just kind of snuck off unnoticed, basically. I'm gonna let my good friend talk and then see how things go from there. Alright, so Declan, I'm gonna say that you notice uh, Tala kind of slink off in his watery form, but Prox- Proximo does not. And Prox... I'm gonna keep an eye on... Sorry, I'm gonna keep an eye on Tala, and I'm just gonna, like... Like, give him a bit of a stern look, as in, like, maybe not. Proxima looks at you, and he's he unfurls this to show you what it is, and you can see that it is a, like, a schematics for, like, a really old church. And Proxima just looks at you as, like, why is this thing so important to you, Captain? I've been a captain for a long time, mate. Call me Declan now. Bye. Yeah. Uh, some French lad uh, just paid me to get it back from him. Belonged to him initially. Well, that's going to be kind of a problem, because I was paid to take it and give it to someone else. How much were you paid? Uh, how much were you paid? I asked the question first. Well, knowing either of us, I probably got a lot more than you did. I mean, in fairness, fucking, yeah, actually, fuck, um, yeah, this might be difficult, mate, because I do need that back, and I don't want anything to happen between you and I, you know, we fought together, but. That was a whole other life, man. How about, how about we do it in a different way, right, let's see it like this. We give it back to my lad. You nick it again. Right, I'll get my money. You nick it again. Then you give it to your lad. We both make money. Um, so, Proximo thinks for a moment. And then he kind of, um, he, he rolls it back up, puts it back in the cardboard tube. He, I'll even help you nick it. And he just kind of look. he kind of gives you like a kind of a concerned look. And he's like, Declan. Have you been having visions again, recently? Well, yeah, a little bit, mate. I mean, I've been meaning to go see a, you know, shrink about that. But I need money. So Proximo just kind of looks away, taps his finger on the cardboard tube, and it's like, you know about most of what I can do. The earth speaks to me. 
Something's coming. Something big. Something bad. And whatever it is, it's got something to do with this. And the contact that I have that hired me to take this, I think knows more about it. Well, in fairness, mate, I might just join you then. And then, you know, after all this shit's over, I am going to return that to this French lad because I would like quite like to get 30 grand. Right? How's that sound? After we saw all this big shit out, you know, I get money. Uh, you can't fool me, Captain. I know they paid you up front before you did this. Yeah, but, you know, I want to keep my reputation intact. That's fair. After all said and done, you can take it back. We go our separate ways. Yeah, sounds like a plan, mate. <laughs> now, what are we dealing with? Well, I gotta meet my contact. I was on my way there, but I noticed I recognized your a POS vehicle from a mile away. So I wanted to check what was going on. Yeah, it does need to tune up, in fairness. And I just shout, Thundercan, you can come out there if you want. I think we're all right. You can hear the earth, but you should have looked more than more at the skies. I'm going to reform them. Yeah, so you reform in front of Declan and Proximo. And Proximo just kind of raises his eyebrow like, Huh, that's a pretty neat trick you got there, boy. Boy, please. I'm more man than you can handle. Yeah, and I'm, I've seen a lot more than you've probably ever seen in your lifetime. All right, boys, enough flirting. Speak. Let's find out what's going on. It's like, oh, Declan, you know I'm the only man for you. <laughs> Declan just kind of looks around him for a second and just like... Yeah, I don't quite know how to respond to that proxy. <laughs> you keep making jokes like that, I don't get it. <laughs> well, they did repeal Don't Ask, Don't Tell, so... Again, I don't know what that is. I'm not from this country. <laughs> yeah, anyways. So, so you all are definitely not going to fit on my motorbike. So, I would assume that you all just pile in Declan's POS vehicle yeah. and just follow me. Alright, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It is it's a fucking piece of shit. Like, it genuinely is terrible. <laughs> It's broken down the door when you open it. It kind of like, as you open it, one of the, it just kind of like comes off a little bit and you have to kind of like jam it back on. Um, oh God. It's an old muscle car, but it seems like it's like at least a third hand muscle car. Uh, in my head, I was imagining the car from in between us. Oh God. So yeah, you all make your way out of the warehouse. And yeah, you see, you see Proximo's motorbike. It's like, it looks like one of those old, like military motorcycles, but he's definitely kept up with it. Gave it a tune up. It's got like one of those little sidecars attached to it that he just kind of tosses stuff into. And he hops on it, starts it up, waits for you guys to get into Declan's car. As, as De Declan's starting the car, you hear it like, like it turns on he has to like twist the key it goes like <laughs> he has to do it a few times before it actually starts going and then when it starts going it just kind of jumps around a little bit yeah <laughs> yeah Proximo's watching you do this and he just smirks and shakes his head 
and I just shout out the window, this is why I need the fucking money. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, yeah, just don't fall behind. Uh, I'm assuming Talek's already in the car. Oh, of course. He's speeded anything. Yeah, he just kind of water forms his way in and just reforms like right sitting down in the car seat. <laughs> That's how I. That's how I imagine. Like Talek just moves. How he likes to move around. He just turns the water and just slithers like a like a watery snake, just everywhere. Yeah, it's good flow. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can imagine just Declan hears you joke about having a good flow to get places, and he just rolls his eyes like, "Ugh." Uh, all right. All right. If you get my car wet, it might break. So maybe hold off on that. Got it. Yeah, so Proximo starts to drive off and you all start to follow him. But as you do, the camera view kind of goes up to the skies and you see dark clouds roll in and they almost look green. Mysteries Unknown will return after this message. Crime in the city is tough. As a top detective in the precinct, I have to be even tougher and rougher on the scum of the city. Which is why there's no better coffee I trust to keep me on my toes than a nice hot cup of homebrew coffee. On a normal day on the job, a cup of the good old sacred flame roast with its blend of dark chocolate and fruit makes it not just flavorful, but keeps my nose to the curve as well. And for those long nights of paperwork and clue finding, just a single cup of one-shot espresso is all I need to get my grind in the gear and get going. So, whether you're hunting down the bad guys or just crunching numbers at the office, get yourself a nice batch of homebrew coffee. When the going gets tough, homebrew makes you tougher. Visit www.thehomebrewcoffeehouse.com for your made-to-order fresh roasted coffee today. And now, back to Mysteries Unknown. And it takes, we're going to say that, so this is now, I forgot to state this earlier, we're, this is now October 30th is the day we're on, because we started on the 29th, we're now on the 30th, and we'll say that it's now, we'll say it's getting close to noon or 1pm at this time, by the time you all finally get to the other side of the city, to where the docks are. And off and a little ways down by the docks, you see an old rundown building. And Proximo stops his motorcycle in front of it and gets off and just looks at you two. What are you both gonna do? Just get a shout out. Is this where you're living now, mate? Uh, it'd still be better than anywhere you live. In fairness, it probably fucking is. Again, I need the fucking money. Yeah, what's Talek doing? Gonna sigh and just regret his life, Josh is up to this point, and get out of the car and just follow. Yeah, so you all walking up to this old building, and there's like a very old sign that's been painted over a couple times, just very crudely. And on the 
sign says Church of Santa Teresa de Avila. And if y'all want to, I guess, know more about this church, y'all would have to roll investigate to do that if you want. Nah, Dagwood doesn't care. Would Talit care? He might have an idea. He he may not care as much, but he might have an idea in his mind. So why not, at least? Yeah, I would... Um... Oh, so you want to roll investigate to see if you know anything about this? Why not? All right. Um, hmm. I'll probably say relentless smoother and small-time fixer to see if anything he may have found on certain jobs could relate back to this um, church in and it itself. Uh, I don't know about the schmoozer one, but I'll say definitely for fixer. Okay, so then just plus one. Let's see if I can record anything to note. The five, unfortunately not. So, I will just say that you don't know anything about this church, but just looking at it for face value, the church looks almost older than the city itself. And you both, so... Uh, you've both followed Proximo up to these old church doors, which actually look like they've been recently fixed. And they, he, he slowly opens them up, and they walk, and you, all, and you all walk inside. What you see, it, I would, it would look, it looks like one of those old like stone churches from like way back when, where you have wood pews, some of them are rotting, cracked and splintered. Stones are upturned or cracked. There's some vines kind of growing over the place. And there's like one of those like altars at the very front of the church. And with the pew right behind it. You don't know why. But you feel this place, you almost feel like this place is calling to you too. And as you both walk in. You, Talik and Declan. You both suddenly hear. As and you both feel as pistols are pressed against the backs of your head. And the voice says, wasn't expecting you to bring company, Proximo. Proximo just kind of turns and looks at this person. It's like, oh, calm down. It's like, oh, calm down, Christina. They're good people. I trust them. And you both feel these guns pressed against the back of your head for a moment and then then the person takes them off and steps back and if you both turn around you see a woman that's about in her mid or late 20s with stark blonde hair so fucking hell proxy your uh, your missus a bit jumpy isn't she he's too old for my liking says christina as she's holding these bright silver pistols in her hand. Well, maybe you can explain a bit better what we're doing here, mate. Uh, are you talking to Proxima or are you talking to Christina? Uh, Proxima, at this point, I've turned around. Because now we're in, like, a bit more of a private space. All right. Uh, what's Talek doing right now? Just hanging out. Watching Declan's <laughs> attempt at flirting go awry. <laughs> Uh, you're not paying attention to anyone. You're just kind of just kind of just listening in, basically. He's gonna maintain a constant eye on the plans that were 
in Foxmo's possession and make sure he always knows if he puts anywhere unattended. Yeah, so you, so Declan, you say what you say to Proximo. Christina walks past the both of you and goes up to Proximo and takes the cardboard tube from him, takes out the schematics that are in them and rolls them out onto the altar and just starts looking over them. Proximo looks back to y'all and says, like I said, I really don't know much about what's going on. She's kind of, she's the one that hired me to pull the job. And she hasn't really been as forthcoming with me about it either. I'm just going to look at her and say to her, like, uh, well, it's time to spill the beans. Come on, then. What's all this about? Because if we don't have a good reason, then we're going to take this map and bring it back to who we were employed to. Bring it back to. So, you know. I'm going to need you. Need some back and forth. I'm going to need your roll convince on for me on that one. Uh, I'm going to take um, rugged authoritative um, maybe smuggling because I kind of know how these kind of people work and maybe business connections because again I know how these kind of people work um, I would say business connections but not smuggling in that case but I'll uh, rugged and authoritative. Um, I'm going to activate distrustful again because Christina does not know you. Well, I've got a level up on that bad yeah. boy. And if you want to, you can just go ahead and tell me which uh, new power tag you want to choose for that. Or on eleven, I'll take the uh, common sense because it came in very useful last game. <laughs> yeah, I forgot you had that option for one of your heels yeah i did so yeah so you rolled a success on that you guys are rolling really well today i'm surprised yeah and yeah she just looks she turned she kind of holds a finger up saying go wait a minute as she's studying the schematics then she turns around to you crosses her arms and just she's definitely still doesn't trust you but like, her thinking at this point is, if Proximo can trust you, there's not really a reason why she shouldn't. And she just says, Well, if you must know, the world as we know it may possibly end. That's almost painfully vague, love. She sighs, shakes her head. There have been many names for the god that is of like the earth and the plants Dionysus is one of them a couple others I can't even recall at the top of my head but those are just names that were lost over time that replaced the real name the Staghead and what does this have to do with this old piece of fucking architectural design that we have in front of us. Christina just kind of stretches out her arms and looks around like, this church was built with only one purpose. To keep the staghead from ever coming back to this plane of existence. And over the years, People have forgotten, and this place has fallen to disarray. 
I am the last of my kind that still knows what this place's purpose is. Well, get a fucking construction crew. Get it all fixed up and it will be rise Ray. Job's done. He chuckles at you and then it says, If only it were that simple. Um, Alec, would you mind rolling an investigation roll for me? Can do, yeah. Um, would I know what this would apply to, so I can choose power tags appropriately? You are, I would say that during this conversation, you begin to start looking around the church, and you're just looking for, like, clues and stuff. Okay. Hmm. Shut out and observe, definitely. Um, hmm. If it's just me doing my thing. The other one that I might do is small time fixer. Try and look at small things. I'm not trying to steal anything, so stick your fingers, definitely not. So I'll try and apply then small time fixer and shut out observed if they, if they both apply. Okay, yeah, I'll allow those. Any weakness tags? Nothing that seems to apply to this right now. On the night. Okay, so you get it was power two, so you get two clues, but they may be fuzzy. I don't know what I'm looking for. Um, Is that correct? What again? You, you told me to make the rolls. So I don't exactly like, you know what I'm looking for exactly. Well, I will just say straight up for your first clue, you're walking up between the pews. And you come, you're just kind of just looking around, and you find underneath one of them a set of bloody of bloodied metal claws that look almost shaped like a bear's. That's how I'm observing around again. I want to look a bit more closely at this new individual expressions to see if they are entirely calm in the situation or. I triggered by any such words in particular. Wait, what are you trying to do again? I'm sorry. If this a new individual that we've just been introduced to is triggered by any words in particular or any mentions of the previous antics throughout the nights, if they have any sort of glint in their eye about, ah, oh, yes, I remember that, or anything that comes to mind. How do you bring that up? What exactly do you say to try to get her attention? These murders sure have been quite the eventful thing on, on the news and everywhere else. You wouldn't have to know anything about these events, would you? So, this is going to be kind of the fuzzy one. Um, she's still pretty calm, but you notice there's like a slight twitch in her eye when she hears you talk about that. If I remember correctly from some details, there was... Abnormal marks at the scene. Anything ringing a bell there? If we were trying to pry. <laughs> What's Declan thinking now as Telox starts bringing up these murders that happened in the city? Uh, Declan's kind of like... He's, he's wondering as to whether this is relevant in this situation, but I, I think he trusts that maybe Telox has a, a good reason for this, so he's kind of just letting it happen. Right. So, Talak, if you're wanting Christina to be kind of more open about this stuff that's happening, I'm going to need you to now roll convince. Okay. Hmm. 
I think then I'm trying to convince her. Relentless schmoozer and driven self-promoter, probably, for the charismatic nature of this attempt. Yeah, I will say um, those would work. Those two. Um, I'm trying to think here. I'm going to say small fish in the big pond with weakness tag would apply to his because she's just kind of looking at you like, I don't even know who you are. You're probably just some small-time thief off the street. Okay. So that's going to be plus one. You get another attention on that theme. Got it. So can't be a plus two on that one. Bring that to a seven exactly. Okay, so... So, yeah, on the mixed success for Convince, uh, she gives it a little bit, but she's still protecting her own agenda. So she kind of just looks at you, kind of up and down. She's definitely not intimidated by you like the slightest. And she's like, it was necessary for my mission and what I have to do to protect this city. That's so. It's like, you can see Proximo's now raising his eyebrows and, like, look confused because it's like, he knew he was just hired to do a job. He had no idea that somehow the murders in the city were going to get involved in all this now. Go over to Proximo with a raised eyebrow uh, and just be like, do you know about this, mate? I swear to you, Captain. Have you been killed? I had no idea. I'm just as surprised as you are. I'm just going to say to her, all right, love, you're going to have to stop. Being a bit more transparent before this gets fucking violent, because if you'd be murdering innocent people, you need to be fucking put down. She is a... So she had set her pistols on the altar as she was looking over the schematics. She's looking between the, at the three of you now, and she's slowly backing up, up as if she's ready to grab just in case. I'm going to reach for my gun and be like, would bring what? Steady up, darling. All right. As this is all going down, he'll like to sink into the shadows and try and swipe those guns. Okay, I'll just go ahead. We'll say first, you slink into the shadows, just away from view. As she's kind of as she, as she as soon as she takes her eyes and looks back at Declan. Uh, what is Declan doing now? Got my hand on my gun, just being like, "All right, steady on." If you reach for those guns, I guarantee I'm going to shoot you faster than you can shoot me. Um, Proximo is just looking back and forth between Christina and Declan. He has no idea what's about to happen, and he doesn't know if he needs to get involved in this or not. Because it's like, one, he's paid to do the job, and that was Christina. And then on the other hand, he know your history, Proximo's history with Declan, is making this very complicated in the moment. And so I'm going to say, Talak, if you want to try to take the guns before she can reach for them, that's going to be a change of the game. Change the game and not sneak around as I'm being stealthy. Well, I'm going to say that you obviously can sneak into the shadows because you have that tag, so I wasn't going to make you roll for that. You're, okay. But with change the game, you're trying to basically remove the guns from the game. So this is more of a change the game than a sneak around. Got it. So then I then do shadow and observe a sticky fingers. And, hmm. I'd probably say good deep down inside because he's trying to basically stop, stop, stop a murderer and trying to help his friends. Okay, so that's three total, right? Okay, so yeah, roll plus three, change the game. Breaking that total to an eight. Okay, so change the game. I haven't done one of those in a while, so let's see what that is. So change the game. You get abilities to give yourself or your allies an advantage. Roll plus power. 
On a hit, you get juice equal power. So you have three juice currently. Spend your juice on the following effects one to one. So you so with the three juice, you can choose from these three options. Create a story tag, burn a power tag or story tag, give or reduce a status one tier per point of juice. And you can only use from those three. Okay, and I'm trying to take their guns. So so I'm, um, that would be considered basically remove uh, burn a power or story tag. So that's one juice there. You're taking the guns away from her. Okay. Uh, okay, so that's one of them spent to burn that. And then I would... Can I spend two juice to then basically give her the, uh, give her the status of unarmed outgunned? Ooh, yes, I love that. I didn't even think about that. So basically it'd be like... So outgunned too, basically. At this, So, because I would say she's... She's like she's she. Her hand was like about to hover back to grab the gun, and she it stops as soon as Declan starts talking to her. And at that moment, you just you your your watery form sweeps the guns off the altar. You just reform back, holding one both of them in your hands. Uh uh uh. And she is like wide eyed in shock, seeing that you just did that. And she's like looking between you, Declan, Proximo, you, Declan, Proximo. And it's... <laughs> Alright. Answers now. Seems like I don't have much of a choice, do I now? No, not really. She... walks down the steps and over towards another pew. And from, like... Like, you know how the pews, like, in the back of them, they have those sections that hold the hymn books? Well, she reaches down and pulls out a leather-bound journal. And she opens it up, flips a couple pages, and just kind of starts reading, In order to maintain the barrier between the stackhead and the world, only the heart of a pure soul can be sacrificed and keep the barrier intact. Oh, so yours definitely wouldn't apply then. I would, it would be hard for me to perform a ceremony if I had killed myself. The three that I, whose hearts I took were supposed to... They, I had thought they were be deemed worthy. That they would be true believers. But it turns out I was wrong. And every... Listen, it sounds like you've drunk a little bit too much of the fucking Kool-Aid and you've been killing people, right? And then I look over to Proximo and I just say, and you've been letting it happen. I'm sorry, Captain. I didn't. I had no idea. I swear. I was just hired to do a job. Same as you are. I mean, she needs to be put down, mate. All right. You need to be. Christina looks at you, kind of gritting her teeth, almost angry, and she's like. It's like, why do, you, do you, why do you think the Beast Gang wants one of those schematics so badly? I don't care at this point. You've just admitted to murdering three innocent people. For some weird fucking ritual. Uh, what's Talak doing right now as this is going down? He's got a gun, so she's not much, much of a threat. He's going to start looking over at the schematics and then going to start walk over 
And then if Proxima doesn't try and stop him, he's going to open it and start taking a look. Yeah, so I'll say as uh, Declan and Christine are basically staring each other down, you look over these schematics, and you see there's a you see it's basically outlined of the church. Then there's the altar, but there's something about the altar in these schematics that is very different from how one would usually look. It seems to be partially altered. It's almost as if. Whatever, it seems like there's something almost underneath this altar, is what it looks like. But you can't really quite tell what it is. Declan, um, can you hold it at gunpoint for a second? I need to check something out. Yeah, I just pull out my gun. Christina oh, immediately gets wide and she's like, Don't touch the altar! And why? That sounds like you shouldn't touch the altar. Did I not? That altar is part know. of the that me? altar is part of the barrier that keeps the staghead from infiltrating this world. You move or destroy it, we're done for. I feel like you being done for is a fucking good thing. Um alright, so she is like she is like shaking in fear and concern right now. And she is going to die for the bear closet underneath the pew. Yeah, sure. Go toe to toe. <laughs> As soon as she jumps, I'm going to fucking shoot her. Um, I'm going to go with... Common sense. New power tag, let's go. Um, because she's jumping for a weapon, so fair enough. Um, good judge of character, because I could probably tell she was the kind of person who's going to try and fucking get out of the situation by attacking or doing something dangerous. A good shot. Um, I think I'm going to use the adhesive foam. Uh... And then probably uh, sub, uh, subconscious reaction speed, so that's plus okay, five. I'm going to activate the weapon jam witness tag, of course, so you get another theme on that. I think that levels that one up too, doesn't it, now? It does. <laughs> right. um, I'm sorry, Talik, I'm not... I, it's hard to do the weakness tags with what you have sometimes. <laughs> Alright, uh, let me look at stuff real here really quick. So I'm uh I'm gonna take explosive ammo for this uh, one. Oh. Okay, Loving so it. this will be interesting. <laughs> I'm now looking at Christina's stats. So yeah, you're gonna be rolling plus four. And what's the power tag you're gonna add for, or do you want to look up an improvement for that theme? Oh, I've already got it. Explosive okay. ammo. All right, so plus four. That was a 10. Okay, so on go toe-to-toe, um, I always forget. You think I would have all these remembered by now. Um, okay, so you manage to, on you choose two, manage to achieve your goal, get them good, giving your opponent's task here equal to power, block, dodge, counter. I'm going to manage... I'm going to get a good uh, by doing stock four. So, glued for, I'm gonna fucking shoot her and the bullet glues her to the pew. Like, completely, uh, fucking... Uh, well, I was mobilizing her as much as I can. And then, uh, I'm gonna to manage to achieve my goal. I'm gonna, as soon as she's stuck, I'm gonna walk over and just grab the bear claws. Okay, so... You're good. So... You're trying to give her a four status. However... Christina is the rift of the Avenging Angel. And one of her special abilities 
is called Guardian Angels. When Christina takes a status of physical harm or su- or subduel, the tier is reduced by two. So instead of the so your stuck four becomes a stuck two as you shoot and it grabs her by the foot instead of just like the whole bottom part of her as it probably was going to be originally. And she trips and falls short just short of the bear claws. And then Declan, you run over and you just kind of just kick them both out of the way. But you didn't choose Dodger Counter. So I need you to roll face danger now as she pulls like one of those bowie knives from her from the side of her pant leg. And she's gonna try to like jab it into your leg. Um, I'm going to choose subconscious reaction speed, uh, mysterious reality bending, because subconscious reaction speed, I'm going to try and move away a bit, but I think she kind of almost slight swipes my leg, but it kind of like, it's again like swiping something made of smoke, and it just kind of like uh, fucking smokes out a little bit. Uh, I'm going to go with good judge of character, because knowing people like that, uh, I probably knew she had something up her sleeve. Um, and I'm also going to choose... Yeah, I think that's it. Plus three. Okay, I'm going to activate this weakness tag now. No conscious control of dreams. Because you've been trying to tap... You've tapped into this power a few times already. And I'm going to say, after so many times, you start to kind of lose control of these abilities. I got six. Fuck, I Yeah, thought. so... Let me see here. Uh... No, I'm not going to be that mean to you. She's got one that would just completely incapacitate you. But no, she just she just jabs the knife into the side of your leg, and you get basically get like a stabbed three. Goddamn. Yeah, she's actually pretty powerful. The stat blocks are for her, surprisingly enough. Is she? So it's a good thing Talik took her guns because she had kept them. Oh, she'd be smoking you all. As I get stabbed in the leg, I'm just gonna shout over, "Proxy, fucking do something!" It's like, yeah, Proxy will just is completely unsure of what to do in this moment. It's like. He just saw a person he trusted get stabbed by the person that was hired him. So he's like, uh, uh, uh. It's like, uh, you, Thundercunt, do something. Uh, helping out a little woman again. Sure, why not? And then with the open uh, church rooftop, I'm assuming this church is quite dilapidated as such. You said previously, is that correct? Oh, yeah. There's like, there's like light shining in through the roof of the building. Well, well, there's light, there's lightning, and then he will very much like a firebender channeling lightning will redirect from two fingers, travel between his body, out the other, I will then try and very detailedly aim to not hit their good friend, but to hit this bitch. Alright, so this is going to be hit with all you got because she is clearly preoccupied with Declan right now. She's still holding the Bowie knife that is stuck in his leg currently. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to use Call Upon a Storm, Thunderbolt Manipulation, Electrifying Gaze, and because she's such an awful human being, good to deep down inside. Okay, I'm going to activate Indoor Spaces because if you misfire and the as bad as this place is this you could make this place fall collapse on all of you gotcha so that's a three then i guess now 
That's, it becomes a three, yeah. It's a ten in total, though. Okay, so that now brings us to... Okay, so you automatically... Okay, so again, her uh, Guardian Angel effect is taking place, so it actually reduces that status from a three to a one. So it's now... But it wouldn't be a four because about the power I use, is that correct? Well, if you decide to... Well, because you automatically give her stats, we'll hit you all you got. Then you can choose take cover. If you want to get them good, it would increase to a four, but then it would lower it down to a two, which would increase her stats to a three by that point because he, she's already got the two stuck status from Declan. And then you also have a control collateral damage, hold the target's attention, gain the upper hand. Okay. I'm gonna hit. With, I'm gonna hit with a bit more impact to Im- improve the damage, and then going to dodge the counterattack by being oh so suave and silly. Okay, so so you're making it a tier four status that will become another two, and then you're going to take cover again. Ah, uh, yeah. Just behind the altar, just having a bit of cover. Okay, so you. So, yeah, you basically, lightning comes down again, and you finger gun strike it again at Christina, and she gets that shock two stats, which makes a. will bring it to a. make it now an in pain three total status now. And you took cover, but you didn't choose control collateral damage. Did not. So as you see, as you strike her, strikes of bolts also shoot out away from her and strike at various parts of the building. And you all see as the building kind of starts to shake and debris starts to fall down. You took cover, so you're safe. I need Declan to make a face danger from falling debris. All right, you did. So I'm going And your minus three stab stats is going to affect you on this. Fantastic. Um, subconscious reaction speeds, uh, which is incredibly useful, actually. Um, uh, then I'm going to go with um, maybe common sense, because you know it's a fucking building falling on you. You might want to jump out of the way. Um, I th- think that might be all I can do. Maybe, actually, no, I can use a mysterious reality bending because as, as the things fall, like, if something falls on my leg again, the smoke thing will happen, it'll just fall through it. All right, so, what would, repeat all the tags again? Mysterious reality bending, uh, subconscious reaction speeds, um, and, uh, uh common sense. So it's a plus three. Well, that's gonna... Mm, do I want to be evil though on this is the question now you know what yeah I'm going to do it I'm going to activate no conscious control of dreams because you're using your power still so you're rolling minus one now on this (laughs) fuck me (laughs) still not that bad oh so Okay, so you're still going to get, like, a small status, but it's not going to be anything major. Actually, no. I'm going to do something different here. You, so you jump back, and as you jump back, since she's still holding a knife, she, the knife gets yanked out of your leg as you jump back. 
as a rock where you were just standing falls on. But then all of a sudden, as soon as you stand back, another rock falls and hits you in the back of your head and knocks you out. When you come to again, though, you're now standing outside the church. The sky is completely full of dark green clouds. And you see similar to what you saw before in your previous vision with just plant life destroying buildings all over the place. You see the stag, you see the deer skull head forming in the clouds in the sky. And as you look down at the ground before you at the church, you see a, you see suddenly as a skeletal hand shoots up from the ground as, as, and tries to grab you. And that's when you wake back up. And that is where we're also going to go ahead and end this session for today. Nice one. So, <clears throat> I guess we will see what happens in two weeks. Yeah, I have to ungravel my voice now. <clears throat> awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we'll say, we'll say that Talek like, saw all this happen too. So it's like the building kind of goes back to normal. And Talek just sees Declan get knocked out by a falling piece of rock. Oh, Proximo safe too. He dug down. He dug behind behind Talek, and he's just like, "So, seen any good shows lately?" Really, not not a time, please. And that's where we're going to end today's session of Mysteries Unknown. We will see you all next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mysteries Unknown Podcast. The background music you hear is from the official CMS soundtracks made by Son of Oak Studios. The content warning at the beginning was done by Ryan Bravo of Odd Loot. Any other characters and content mentioned on here belong to the rightful creators and owners. My name is Hunter the MC, and join me next time as we investigate the City of Mist. Knives Return is a tabletop role-playing game interviews and actual play podcast. We interview content creators, Twitch streamers, and fellow podcasters, and we put out our own actual play using a variety of different systems. So come and join us, come and have a listen. You can find us on Twitter at Return Snyder. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, or check out our website at www.snidersreturn.squarespace.com. <laughs>